I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Money don't make none. Ah, good morning and welcome to episode six, eight, nine, down, two, dump. You can find us on CLNS Media, datathunder.com, dash radio, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, Anywhere you subscribe to your podcasts or watch us streaming the podcast live on YouTube on our tripod tripod. I am Luke joined this morning by Andrew slam through and Taylor. I love this bar slam through <laughs> uh, Jay. Jay's gone uh, again. He's a traveling man. <laughs> out there on the main streets. Jay. Did we know about this or was this a, this a was this a last minute? This is decision? a surprise. This is a last minute. Where in the world is Jaymon San Diego? Unbelievable. Remember like four weeks ago when he was like, This is gonna be it for a while though. Yeah, yep, remember that. Yeah. And I didn't believe it for a second. Did you guys ever None play? Of us did. did you guys ever play Mario is missing? Where you were Luigi and you were going to famous places on Earth trying to find Mario. Mario? It's a little bit like that with Jay. Like, where is he this week? God, where is Jay? Where is freaking Jay, man? We all know he's in Toronto. And speaking of Toronto, Toronto beat the Warriors last night 118-109 to on the back of Pascal Siakam. Yeah! 32 points, 8 boards, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, only 2 turnovers. 14 of 17 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. He only shot two free throws and scored 32 points. He was he was unbelievable last night on both ends. He was yeah. He was the man. He was. It was outrageous to watch. It was just like he was scoring. They were like, that's 11 in a row. <laughs> Dude, he hit. I mean, how many did he hit in? I think he hit nine field goals in a row, in a row which – You'd basically have to do to only miss three out of seventeen for an entire game, but in that third in that third quarter, he had like half of his points just yeah. in the third quarter. He was amazing, man. I he his touch off the glass is kind is kind of unbelievable. There was a weird hook shot he had in the fourth quarter, like going in jumping into Demarcus Cousins, and then there was a weird step around Euro step thing over Draymond where basically he was on the side of the backboard. He was almost behind the backboard and somehow got it off the glass and it went straight in. It was crazy. He's like a slender Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, when he did that weird half shake to Draymond, he 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 was destroying Draymond, which you don't see players take Draymond one-on-one. Draymond was so pissed after the game. Did you? He said he's like, he's trying to give him credit. He's like, I just got to take him out of the series. Just got to take him out of the series. It's like, okay, okay. Why, why didn't you take him out of that game? Draymond did you have a triple s- double though. 10 10 10 triple double. He almost had a quadruple double. He had six turnovers. Oh. 
Listen, when Draymond says, I got to take him out, you got to suspend Draymond because we all know. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's a direct physical threat. That's that true. is not that is not about sports. He's coming for those nuts. <laughs> he's coming for them. He's, he's coming. Hey, guys, you know what? You need to come to our NBA draft party. For reals. For reals. On June 20th. Y'all, that's a Thursday at Banquet Cinema Pub, which is an all-ages location. This is an all-ages NBA draft party. If you've been listening to us since you were 10, you're like, man, I can't go to any of these things. You can come to this. Uh, It starts at 6, June 20th. Uh, We will have our mock draft competition Winners get a big prize. It's where you go through and you guess which teams draft which person. And if you're right, there's big time prizes. It's free to enter, but you must be present to win. It's going to be fun. The food's going to be good. The drinks are going to be good. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be our best party ever. So you should be there. Our draft party last year, great. Super great. Great. I'll be sending out a link for the draft competition soon. Micah Adams is just the man and helping us out again. Has created a website for us. I will send out the link on Down to Dunk on my Twitter account. Uh, All you have to do is fill it out, um, and you can move guys around and have your own mock draft. And whoever's closest will win. Seriously, an awesome prize from our sponsors and you know, our sponsors are awesome. So please come enjoy some time with us at Banquet cinema pub. There's no way Jay is there. 20. No, there's Jay. He says he's going to be there. There's no way. I'm starting to question if he even lives in Oklahoma. Guys, I had to make a last minute trip to Tokyo, Japan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Man, the Warriors just did not look like themselves at all last night. It was a fun. It was a fun game to watch. I I very much enjoyed it. It was fun. They they weren't like their offense kind of sputtered. You know, Curry had a good game. Clay had a good shooting game, but I didn't feel like Clay really had that big of an impact on everything. And then I really, thought- no, nobody else really contributed. Yeah, I couldn't tell if the Warriors were off. It didn't feel like they were off. It felt like they were getting some good shots. But every time, like when they do this thing with the Warriors in the half court where they pass the ball around 12 times and Steph's running around and everyone's just running around and it's mayhem. Yeah, I thought the Raptors did such a good job of keeping a player on, on a Warrior player during those times. Yeah, I really thought the Raptors were great. And Clay. You know, I'm kind of surprised he only had 21 because it felt like every time the Raptors were starting to pull away, Clay would hit a three that would keep the Warriors back in it. It was every single time. Yeah. Until then. The problem was that the Warriors just couldn't get consecutive stops. Yeah. On the Raptors. No, they couldn't. No. And they usually go on these big runs, like 15 to two runs. And that's how they win games. And that's, I mean, that's how they won the, the Portland series. And that's how they yeah. saw Portland is that they would go on these massive runs. And they weren't able to do that last night. Maybe they'll be able to do it uh, in game two. But for last night, they, they 
to me, that's why they didn't look like the Warriors. Is they weren't getting stops. That team, it felt like the Raptors were kind of getting a lot of of really good looks. They got a lot of open threes. They were just really trying to shut Kawhi down. And Kawhi ended up with just 20, what was he score? 23 points. 23. 5 of 14. He went to the free throw line 12 times, which is what got him his points. But um, they didn't shut everybody else down. And I think that you have to be concerned if you're Golden State because Kyle Lowry didn't have a good offensive game. I thought he had a great defensive game. I thought he played really well. Uh, but he didn't score. And he's going to score at home. You know, that's going to happen. He was 2 of 9. He had 7 points, 9 assists, 6 boards. Um, but he was a plus 11. I think that number is more indicative of how he played last night. But there's mm-hmm. going to be a game where he takes 15, 16 shots and you know makes 10 of them. Like, I promise you that's going to happen one time at home for him. Yeah, and um, I'm looking at the shot charts right now, or shot distribution. It's kind of weird because th- that game felt – the flow of the game last night was so good. Mm-hmm. I thought the officials did a great job. It was such a refreshing game because it wasn't just one team jacking up as many jump shots as they can as quickly as they can. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Golden State only took 78 total shots, and yeah. the Raptors only took 77. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it was 33 threes for Raptors and 31, or yeah, and 31 for the Warriors. It just felt so much more even, and the flow was better. And 77 shots for a team in a game this year is not like that many. Right. You know, that's no. not a lot of shots. But the game did not feel slow at all. Yep. It felt jam-packed the whole time i was pumped up man i have not been that pumped up watching playoff basketball since the thunder were in the were yeah. in the playoffs uh gotta mention marcus all as well he had 20 points on 10 shots last night six of six from the free throw line he was awesome i, he I was really awesome really the whole starting lineup danny green played really well he hit three threes uh they all played well and then van vliet is great off the bench for them he hit that wild shot toward the end of the game that kind of felt like it sealed it it was like okay this is the raptors night Uh, oh yeah totally he's awesome he played 33 minutes last night uh played 43 siakam played 40 everybody else um played like fine a fine number of minutes and if you're golden state like you don't have enough guys like you just don't and you have to you got to play Curry more than 40 minutes. You got to play Clay more than 39 minutes. Draymond's got to play more. And now that Andre Iguodala is out and it doesn't seem like Kevin is going to come back for game 2. Um I don't we don't know that he's out, but he pulled his, it looked like he pulled his hamstring. And that's not a good thing. And so if they're missing him, like they probably slot in Alfonso McKinney who played 8 minutes tonight. No, that's not good. Um and to me, like I don't know why they played so many guys. I don't know why you're. They why, played eleven guys. Like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you playing Jordan Bell? Like, I think because they didn't know what they didn't know how to fill like these spots. It felt like Steve Kerr was trying everyone to see, like, okay, I need to figure out who's going to play in this series and who's not, yeah. which really is not uh, the best situation in the finals. <laughs> Yeah, I know, man. I mean, I don't know why you're playing Cousins, Looney, and Bell, and Jarebko. Like, why are you playing all those guys? 
Like, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get that. Um, yeah. That's good for the Raptors because it doesn't seem like they know exactly what to do. Like, they played four guys eight minutes. Like, well, why, are you, why are you doing that? Why, are you, why don't you give those minutes to the guys you know that are good? Like, get, mm-hmm. even give more minutes to Sean Livingston. Give more minutes to Kevon Looney. Like, you know those guys are good. I just, it's, I'm sure that Warriors fans, and I'm confident that if you went to Warriors Reddit, that you would see a lot of that. Yeah, um, totally. But it's all very great. It's really fun to watch them lose. I just, here's what I don't want to happen. This is the opposite of, of a dream scenario. Nightmare scenario. This is a nightmare scenario where <laughs> they're down two nothing. Kevin comes back in game three. Yeah, and Kevin is is their savior. Ooh, like, that would that would not be cool. Ooh, why did you even put that out there in the world, dude? Well, I thought about that last night too, and that is like even just thinking about it gave me a knot in my stomach. I yeah. know. And the the, the Warriors really do need Kevin Durant. Like, please don't oh do this. Don't do this. Well, Stop. and here's here's the truth of it. Their own their issue without Kevin Durant is a lack of depth. They cannot have a very deep team this year because they had four max like superstar players on their team. Yeah, that's exactly. That's right. the only reason that they're not deep. Like, if Kevin Durant wasn't on this team, do you think they would be like playing eleven guys in the first game of the finals, trying no. to figure out who's going to play? No, no way, because they would have a good bench. They would have like they're Maurice Spates or like they're Leandro Barbosa. Like they would mm-hmm. have these guys figured out from the whole year. And they don't have that because they haven't needed to have anyone off the bench. <laughs> well, and if they didn't sign to Marcus Cousins and they brought in like two guys that were good yeah. instead, like that's yeah. something they could have done. Like they could have, they could have done that, but they took the risk with Cousins and he's gotten hurt twice. Um, and now you have Kevin Durant that's hurt, and like, yeah, both those guys are out, and Iguodala's out now. I don't know if he's out, but it seems like he's going to be. Um, yeah, like man, that's that's what happens, man. That's what happens. It's a risky take. It's a risky take having all these all stars. Now the poor, hey. now the poor Warriors only have three. They're well, stuck with I, three all stars. And you poor know, um, early in the Warriors run. Like when they won the first, maybe their first or second, they were hitting, they were having to play like all these hurt teams all the time. Oh, yeah. And no one really talked about it. But if they have hurt players right now, people are going to give them the benefit of having hurt players. They're going to give them a, a way out of, um, a way out of this, like media members, I mean. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why. I don't know why the media loves them so much. They Is love- it because the general public hate them? Yeah, I think that's part of it. They gotta, they gotta try to. They're trying to balance out the force. Yeah, it's weird. They think they're that powerful. I mean, they kind of are that powerful. They do. <laughs> the NBA did give them the power of deciding how much money their players get. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yep. I for one enjoy it and like it and wish that the media had more power to control the the amount of money that players <laughs> made. <laughs> Dude, Pascal Siakam would have got a fifty million dollar max after the second game this year. Can we talk about that? He is, he is unbelievable. I will say it. Say it. But like, when people were starting to say, some nerds got so lucky that he turned out being this good. That's because so true. they were calling it. They were calling it after like two games, dude. 
Mm-hmm. This started so early, and there's no way you could have known he was going to put up 32 points in the finals. Well, and you know, but the same nerds that were talking about him being so good completely detracted everything they said after this last series because they're like, oh yeah, we don't even know. Can he even play Pascal? Should he even be taking these shots? People were saying that about him going into the finals. And he just, in your face, everybody, because I believed, I believed in Pascal this whole time. I I was the leader of the clubhouse. You know why you believed? Because you actually waited to have an opinion about him until you saw, wait, is he actually going to be this good all year? And then you said, yes, he is. <laughs> and the Jeremy Grant comparisons that people have are, are just wrong for one reason. It's that he has incredible feel for the game. Incredible touch. Yeah. Incredible feel for the game. He can really handle. Like The Thunder are never going to throw the ball to Jeremy Grant to bring the ball up the court in a playoff game, let alone an NBA Finals game. Like Pascal, he's special. He's special. Yeah, I mean, there were times when Pascal was driving and would do a little spin move, and Kawhi was kind of open or asking for the ball, and Pascal just did his own thing anyway and maybe put up a shot or pass to someone else and didn't just give it to Kawhi, and it didn't feel weird yeah. that he did that. You know what I mean? Right. It felt, it felt like he deserves that respect, and he is that team's second-best player. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that gives Toronto a chance to win this series is one, their defense is incredible. And then yeah. two, they're an incredibly smart team. Like Siakam's a really smart player. Obviously Kawhi's a brilliant player. Marcus Saul, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green. All those guys are brilliant basketball players. Fred Van Vliet. Um, mm, conveniently we, living out Serge Ibaka. We know we know we know Serge's limitations, but he's at least <laughs> he's an experienced player. We can say that about him. Uh but those guys are all really smart basketball players that make the right plays and know how to pass. That can all all those guys can, with the exception of Danny Green, can kind of pass, shoot, and dribble. You know, yeah. Um, Danny Green cannot dribble, and that was on full display in the fourth quarter last night when he tried to put the ball on the floor just to get out of a mess. Yeah. Um, but all those guys are very smart players, and with. You know, Kawhi and Danny Green, like, they've been there before. Serge Ibaka, he's been there before. Like, those guys aren't scared of the moment. And after the game, they didn't celebrate like they had done anything, which I thought was awesome. Like, they just walked through the tunnel, serious, ready for the next game. I thought it was awesome. And, you know, shout-out to Nick Nurse and what he's been able to do. Uh, you know, he coached, like, a a small um, professional basketball team here in, like, a small town in Oklahoma. A long time ago. Um, what? Yeah. Like he, like the semi-pro league, he he coached here, which is just funny. I, we And we should have. We So we talked to him uh, before they played the Thunder earlier this season. And he was awesome. And we're like, who is, like, where did he come from? And like we looked up, I think Brett looked up, Brett Dawson looked up who, who he been with before and it's like he coached in Oklahoma like what like he's he's a guy that has literally worked his way up from nothing all the way to being the head coach of the Raptors in the NBA finals like he's just awesome and you after you talk to him you're like that's just like a guy like he's just a dude just <laughs> hanging out with us 
He's wearing a he's wearing like this Raptors cardigan when he was talking to us. He's awesome. Like he's just the man, and I'm like I'm super happy for him too because he's he's a guy that's just really worked for it uh, and has gotten there. And as, as a first year coach, not on, like not like Steve Kerr was a first year coach. Cool. Like Steve Kerr, he got that job because he's freaking Steve Kerr, you know. And he's a great, obviously a great yeah, coach, but yeah. still, like if Steve Kerr was just like a guy that never played in the league or anything like he wouldn't have this job, you know? And so yeah. like Nick nurse, like just shout out, man. He's, he's the man. I think it says a lot about the Raptors that like, it's so easy to love them. And they are the team that has Drake like on the sideline. Yeah. Like it says a lot about the Raptors to overpower how annoying Drake is. <laughs> no. And then he got into it with Draymond. That's um, so dumb. Dude. And he's wearing a Del Curry Raptors jersey. Like, he has a Steph and a KD tattoo on his body. I know. And he covered them up with a a band of some sort. And he's, like, talking trash to Steph. Dude, he is the biggest. I hate him. (laughs) I actually hate him. He's pretty bad. The, The worst thing is going to be if Toronto wins. Drake is going to be, it's going to be like he was a player for them. Like he's going oh to God. take huge parts in the celebration, and it's oh going yeah. to be pretty bad. He'll be on a float, without yeah. a doubt. He'll be on a float. Oh yeah, he'll be performing on the float. <laughs> he'll change like lyrics of his songs. Oh, uh, okay. So Nick Nurse coached the Oklahoma Storm, which is a team in Enid, Oklahoma. Mm. They play in the Mark. Big. They play in the Mark Price Arena. At the Chisholm oh, cool. Trail Expo Center. <laughs> in, 2001, wow. in 2001, he was the assistant coach for the Oklahoma Storm. And in 2005, he was the assistant coach for the Oklahoma Storm. And then he was the Iowa Energy coach from 2007 to 11. This is, uh, and then he was the Rio Grande Valley Vipers head coach, which is a G League team. Uh, for a couple years, and then he was an assistant for the Raptors for five, and then the head coach. Just unbelievable. In 2005, uh, he was the assistant coach for a team in Enid, Oklahoma. Dude, 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 dude. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the Oklahoma Storm's head coach in 2002. Yes. What? Nick Nurse not on his staff. He had moved on to the Brighton Bears from 2001 to 2006. Wait a minute. 2000, and at, right after he was coaching the Storm. It, it seems like he coached the Brighton Bears and the Oklahoma Storm at the same time. Anyways. Let's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar lived in Enid? You don't remember Kareem coaching yeah. that team? No. It was a very short-lived. Well, he won the championship. And then he was off to coach the Lakers. Not. Okay. Moving hey. on. Twitter questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at HoneyBadger5719, who says that Toronto fired their coach, traded the face of their franchise, and made it to the finals. Would you fire Billy and trade Russ if OKC was guaranteed to make it to the finals the following year? I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, are we rooting for the Thunder or are we rooting for Russell Westbrook? Is what it comes down to, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I think who's who's Russell being replaced by? I mean, it would have to be Russell Westbrook for Anthony Davis, right? Like if, yeah. if like if we're talking like a realistic situation. I mean, obviously that's not realistic. I don't think the the Pelicans aren't doing that deal. Um, but let's say they did. Let's say they wanted to, and they offered that package. I think you, if you're the Thunder, I don't know if you say yes to that. Here's here's the but thing. Let's say they let's. Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, Demar Derozan to Toronto was what Russell Westbrook is to Oklahoma City. That's what they felt about him. Yeah. When they traded him, it was like a betrayal. Yeah. And that's changed pretty quickly. Demar Derozan. Pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of Raptors fans really talking about Demar anymore. They seem pretty happy with Kawhi. Yeah, and Kyle Lowry's not not sad about his friend being gone anymore. No, he's not really sad anymore. Uh, I think he was crying during the national anthem, like yesterday. That's Kyle awesome. Lowry. That's um, and and it would be like uh, pretty foolish to think that we wouldn't be the same way. Yeah, I think. I mean, if. Let's say they do the deal that everybody loves to believe could be real, but is not realistic at all. Where you trade Russell Westbrook and Stephen Adams for Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, and then the Thunder go on to reach the NBA Finals next year with with Paul George, Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday. You know how yeah, would you, we'd love. Yeah, we'd love that. That would be super awesome. And then, <laughs> uh. And then they replace, like, what's the equivalent of Oklahoma City's Nick Nurse? Like, I don't know. Well, that's the equivalent is you don't know it yet because who the hell knew who Nick Nurse was before this year? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, who's the current coach of the uh, Oklahoma or the that team in Enid? Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers comes in and coaches. <laughs> yeah, that would be unbelievable. It's something that. Just by the way, that's not a blueprint for for Boom. going to the finals. NBA finals. We just did Hell it. No. We cracked the code. I can't believe that the Raptors are like it's it's amazing that the Raptors are this good. It's amazing. You know, and like getting Danny Green in that deal was a huge thing for them too. Oh my god. I know that he was inconsistent during the season, but it's like if you're trying to go to the finals. You really do just have to trade. It's the same with Marc Gasol. Like there yeah. were points in the season when I, you know the discussion was like, "Oh, Marc Gasol, not really fitting in with this team." You know, like he's not really the same player. Mm-hmm. If you believe you want to get to the finals and you're going to get there, you have to trade for the players that you know will perform in the finals. And that's kind of what I was thinking about last night. Was like, these are guys that not a lot of people talked about during the regular season, but yeah. they were huge tonight. And they just like, I, I don't know. Those are the guys you have to go for. Yeah, who on the Thunder would you say are finals players? Who's been there besides Russ? I mean, who would you trust to play in the NBA Finals? That's on our team. <sighs> I mean, not Ferguson. Okay. I think, I think Grant would be okay. <laughs> like, all I can say... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd trust. <laughs> right now I'm saying this, okay? This could change. I don't even know if I would trust Russell Westbrook in the finals to lead this team. That's a very I don't interesting trust him statement. In the first round. 
It's an interesting statement. I don't know if it's one I'll believe. In the I mean, future. okay. So the guys that let's say this team theoretically made it to the finals, like Russell, they're not benching Russell Westbrook. No. <laughs> but Paul Russell Adams, Jeremy, and I mean Schroeder. I'd probably trust Schroeder to play in the finals. And then, like, do they have more than five guys? No, I can't even remember our bench players right now. You gotta, you gotta Terrence. Bring, I mean, they're gonna have they're gonna have to replace a bunch of these guys. You got to bring back Nick Collison at that point. <laughs> right. You know, trusted hand. Patrick Patterson. You trust Patrick Patterson? No. Patrick Patterson had this Instagram uh, post the other day where he was Instagramming while driving, and then typed into the caption. I don't know. I don't understand why people get into car wrecks. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. I am just ready for me to see, like I'm mentally ready to see a death on Instagram of someone driving me like, I don't know, and then car wreck and then just yeah, horrible injury. Like It's going to be... One, Patrick, keep Instagramming while driving and then you'll come to understand it quickly. That is so wild. He just doesn't understand it. It's an accident. Like people call them car accidents for a reason. Because like no one wants it to happen. He just doesn't get it. It's just beyond him. It's beyond his understanding. <laughs> you know, Which I is, do kind of okay. I do kind of agree with what he's saying. Because if everyone paid attention as much attention as they should, would there be any accidents? Yes, there would be a ton still. There's still like why? Because like your tires can just be driving, doing everything right, and your tire can blow out. Yeah. Okay, that's true. You can have malfunctions. Okay. These are yeah, these are machines. Like you driving. could be driving, and then you could sneeze, and and then just go gotcha. People like, have strokes while they're driving. Crash. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. Okay, you're. Ba- <laughs> I'm. I'm not on Patrick Patterson's side. You know what? That would not be the kind of veteran player or leader. That's a, that's you the kind of leadership you cannot trust in the NBA no. Finals. That needs to be a, that needs to be a question that Sam asks every player before he signs them to any sort of contract. Hey, do you? What's your view on car accidents? How old is Patrick Patterson? <laughs> uh, Patterson is too old to be saying that. Twenty nine for a twenty nine year old man to fall for a ligma balls joke. <laughs> In 2018, 2019, yeah. that just tells you he he doesn't got it. Yeah, he he's, that, he fell for that. No, he's thirty. He just turned thirty in March. Uh, but yeah, for yeah that and the car accident car thing, accidents. not good. I'm beginning to understand why he was so putrid for the Thunder this year. He's you know, so big I, into watches that he wanted to know more about a watch <laughs> company named Ligma. Ligma. That's wild. He tweeted, nothing ever. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Oh, man. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It is from at Trust the Void. He says, in honor of Rob Palinka's insane lie about Kobe meeting Heath Ledger, after he was dead, what is the dumbest lie you ever told? That Laker story, especially that part where he's telling this story about Kobe, <laughs> like hey, like how intense Heath Ledger was as a Joker after Kobe saw the movie, that he set up this dinner for them and that Kobe brought that energy to the Knicks game that night. 
is insane. It's crazy. It's and the fact that he's you know he's telling the story to the Rock and to all <laughs> and to all the young Lakers it. players. The Rock has to know. He's like, I know that this person is dead, but then he's like, Well, what does he know that I don't know? Yeah, I, I mean, he's telling the lie with such gravitas that you just can't. You in the moment, I'm sure you're just like. What? Yeah. Did he have dinner with Heath Ledger's soul? Like maybe he did. Like maybe they were able to arrange that. Yeah, they had a they had a séance. And some people are like, well, Kobe probably got the movie early. He probably got the movie earlier than everybody. It's yeah. like, no. No, that's not what happened. There was actually in the Baxter Holmes article it says sources with knowledge of the situation said that never happened. And it may yeah, be Kobe. Also, it may be Kobe. Like Kobe may have been like, "Yeah, I would never had dinner with Heath Ledger." <laughs> That's wild. Okay, it bothers so- me that it bothers me that some people would rather believe like a sports agent story about Kobe talking to Heath Ledger than what a journalist says about it. You know, like when people are like, "Well, Kobe probably got a screening early. Why are you saying he lied?" Yeah, I'm always like. Why do you want this story? Why do you want him to not be a liar? Yeah. Like Baxter Holmes is like losing sleep at night because he's like worked so hard in this story and, you know, wants everybody, wants the information to get out there. And he's heard the story not from like one person. You know, when guys do these stories, they hear them from like five or six people, like the same story before you publish it. You're not just, I mean, especially for ESPN, like it's a very credible source. And so everything that he put out there, I'm sure that he has probably hundreds of stories that are probably just as crazy that he couldn't publish because he only heard them maybe once from somebody that he maybe maybe it didn't happen. But he put everything out there that he knew for sure happened. And it's just, I mean, that Lakers organization is, we have another Lakers question here in a second, but it's just great. Okay, here's Uh, the dumbest lie I ever told. Okay. Freshman year of college, uh-huh. fa- like I just gotten Facebook, yeah, and I was just like talking. I was like, you can put anything on Facebook, and people will believe it. Yeah. So I put as my little like status that I was transferring to Pepperdine. I remember that, but it said I'm peppering to Transferdine, <laughs> and I was like, so I'll see if people believed it. And uh, and then I made a going away party for myself yeah. that was scheduled for the OU OSU football game because I knew no one would go. So like made it to where something and uh, did all the stuff about it. And I w- I was didn't transfer. I wasn't transferring. But then I came home like from school and and there were multiple or maybe from that summer and multiple people were like, oh my gosh. How's California? <laughs> like how? Like have you liked it? Like you're out. Like and I'm just like I. No, I made that up. Like, I mean, that's not. But it had like repercussions and other things in my life. Yep. And it was. Uh, and I just did it to just see what would happen. Uh, this wasn't a lie. It was just another. It was a Facebook experiment that I did in college, and I just, I, I just believed that Facebook was taking over the world, and so I thought, whatever you put on Facebook becomes your new reality, and so. I just doubled my last name on Facebook. <laughs> I just made my name Andrew Schlecht Schlecht. And the day I did that, people called me Schlecht Schlecht. And people for years called me that. And I, I, 
it's just because I doubled my last name. I was like, I'm going to do something just so like, so small, just going to double my last name. And, and, it, and it's just unbelievable. It was a lie. It was not a, your last name. That's true. It's not my middle and so last it was a, name. So it was a lie. Yeah, it was a lie. But it was unbelievable. Just crazy. You, Taylor, you have a lie? Yeah, it was from when I was a little kid. I'm sure I have like way dumber ones, but I can't remember them. But here's one. When I was a little kid, for some reason I wanted to trick my parents. So I went outside. They saw me go outside. I went around the side of the house. I pooped on the side of the house. <laughs> and then I came back in and I said, Mom, Dad, a dog came in our backyard and pooped. We didn't have a dog. <laughs> and so they were like, they were like, no, you pooped. And I was like, what? No, a dog came in our backyard and pooped. And they're like, basically it was so obvious to them because they watched me go outside. I, I was probably already had my pants around my butt by the time I was out there. Come come back around the corner and say that a dog pooped. <laughs> it is impossible for me to think about you as a child not wearing that Darth Maul t-shirt. <laughs> well, that's all. That's actually the only thing I ever wore. It makes a lot of sense. Hey, Taylor, you've actually told that story on the pod before. <laughs> I have? Yeah. I remember uh, it. It's one, of the, it's one of the only stories I remember. It's <laughs> good. How old were you? Uh, I don't know. 13, 14. <laughs> no way! There's no, no way you were that old. How old yeah. were you really? Okay, I was I was actually 16, 17. Because I don't think you actually remember doing that. I think you remember your parents retelling that story. You know what they say about memories? Like I, so here's the thing: in my head, I do have a memory of it, Mm -hmm. but I think my brain could have created that memory based on stories I've heard my parents tell. Yeah, Yeah. true. Wow. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Paul. R. Valentine, who says, which celebrity should we draft to the thun- to be the Thunder's Drake, and how many games will it take until Russ has a fight with them? <sighs> Thunder's Drake. Uh, you know who I, I wish... But Russell wouldn't be having fights with our Drake, would he? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Would he? Don't the Raptors players like Drake? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This is who I would. This is who I would nominate. They have to have an Oklahoma connection. I mean, they have to. I would say Bill Hader. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but Nick you need Warson. somebody. You need somebody kind of out. Like you know, that's going to be outrageous at the game. Will Bill Hader be outrageous at no, the game? No, but I don't think we have anyone like that. I think we do. Who? Garth Brooks would be outrageous. At the games, I see. Like I would that. say let's get. He's weird. Like he's super duper uh, weird. I and agree. Drake is super duper weird. I agree with that. Let's get uh, Blake Shelton then. More more mainstream. More like in the now. You know, Garth Brooks. I mean, I mean, he's a legend. He's a I country know. music legend. I know, but I just what don't do you mean? Know. I know. What is I that just face? don't know. I just don't know if he's out there going to be wilding out at the games at the Thunder games. You know, I think he would. But like Blake Sheldon, Reeb- Blake Sheldon and Gwen Stefani going wild for the Thunder. Yeah. We're pretty good. We need somebody that's going to do annoying things, but not knowing that they're super annoying. Hmm. You know. Reba? Reba? 
I think yeah, it's Reba. Reba. I think it's Reba. It's a country music star. Toby Keith. I think it's Blake Shelton. Toby Blake Keith. Shelton. Toby Keith could be good. Toby Keith could be real good. Yeah. I don't know if he's relevant enough for you, Luke. I hate, uh, Toby I Keith? Hate Toby Keith. I, I love Tobes. I love Toby Keith. I've heard so many bad stories about like how he treats people. He treats people like trash. Toby Keith is out. You know who's in? All American Rejects. See, now we're talking. Okay, no, no one's going to know who that is. Like, yeah, who is this? Oh, 2002's All American Rejects. Hey, that's that, is, why, that, is that Sum 41? Is that Blink 182? Who is that? Yeah, they're like, oh, this group of uh, like wayward teens that showed up, <laughs> but they're all 40. <laughs> so I think it's got to be. Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton, or, or Gwen Brooks. Brooks. Blake Shelton with Gwen Stefani. Hold on, I'm still not happy with that. Okay, that's well, pretty good. Let's move on to the next question. If you have, if you have something, just all right, interject it. Oh my anytime. God, Doctor Doctor Phil's from Oklahoma. Doctor Phil's from Oklahoma. Is he really? Yes, he's from Venita, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's true. Man, he needs to open up a restaurant. <laughs> Doctor Phil's, I love this bar and grill. <laughs> Hey, our next Twitter question comes from at the underscore Sternlicht <laughs> underscore underscore who says Clay Thompson continues to be disrespected by his peers after not making an all NBA team. Should he consider signing with the Knicks as a way to repair his image, bolster his legacy and get his own team and get out of what will always be known as Curry's dynasty i don't agree with that they're the splash brothers they're the splash bros i also like clay what's clay doing on his own team like clay's not a he's not a guy that can create a ton for himself like his skill his best skill is catch and shoot taylor are you vacuuming taylor's on a plane just took off no i think it's a soundboard thing nothing happened is your wife vacuuming at seven twenty-two a.m. Uh, that's that's sexist. Taylor could be vacuuming, or or his, no, or his dogs could be vacuuming. I don't think Taylor's vacuuming. Okay, nothing in my environment has changed. Anyways, I understand the question, but also next question. Oh dang! All right, our next Twitter question comes from at Cade Maters One, who wants to know with the Rockets' public ally declaring a competitive fire sale. Are there any are there any realistic Thunder Rockets trades that make sense for both teams? Uh, I don't think public so. Public ally, I think he's saying publicly. Publicly, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what he wrote. <laughs> um, I don't I don't think there are deals that make sense for both teams because both teams have the same goal, right? Like both teams are trying to do the same thing, and like why would the people like oh, go get PJ Tucker? Why would the Rockets deal PJ Tucker to the Thunder for like a package that makes them worse. I mean, the Rockets' goal is to get better. The Thunder's goal is to get better. I don't think that they can make each other better. I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't think that there's a deal that makes sense. Um, but also within all of this, I think that the Rockets are kind of a mess right now, which is awesome. And they're they're trying. Like I, I think that they genuinely, obviously, want to get better. They want to, but they. To me, they're not that far off with what they have now. I think they just need to make some tweaks. But like putting everybody out there in trades, I don't think is very smart. <laughs> I think that that is hurtful to your team. 
I think the new owner, Tillman Fertitta, is kind of a weirdo. Alex Spears at Al Baby Kicks retweeted this video that has Tillman Fertitta um, and Daryl Morey answering questions. And Fertitta's, like, when they asked him about D'Antoni, he was, he, like, even said, like, he was glad he felt like their the agent did them a favor by stopping the contract negotiations because if they're not as good as they want to be next year they can just fire him and not have to pay him as he said that like publicly it's like wow like if he's saying that publicly like it's what's happening behind closed doors like who is this dude like he seems kind of crazy uh which is really exciting so uh, I don't know what the Rockets will do. I don't know how you trade that Chris Paul contract and get better players back. I don't know how that happens. I mean, you have to find a very desperate team. Um, I don't know. And if you think that like trading Chris Paul for Lonzo Ball is the the answer to all your problems, like please do it. That uh, would be very exciting for me. Uh, Hakuna Fratata is such a weirdo. And it's never it's never a good sign when your owner likes to be like on camera this much talking about basketball stuff. Yeah, it's and he's kind of new. Like, it's yeah, has that new. ever been good? No. Can you imagine Clay Bennett standing next to Sam Presti and interjecting his own opinion about basketball matters? No. Well, and I guess he's like trying to be like uh, Mark. Uh, what's his name? Cubes. Cubes. Oh my goodness. He's very far from a, from a cubes. Uh Taylor, will you repeat his name? Hakuna Frittata. Cool. What about it? <laughs> it means no worries. His name is For the Til- Rocket Tillman Fertita. Um it's a uh, spicy frittata. <laughs> what is Tillman? I don't know. Tillman? That's that's a uh, that's Oprah's Boyfriend's name Tillman, J.R. Tillman. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but think. that's a last name. That's no, I think it's his name. first name. It is his first name. I think it's it his first name, Tillman. But it, but it is a last name. He's and he's uh, the 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 like only boyfriend of Oprah. <laughs> no, Oprah, Oprah's just stringing him along. I literally, I'd go along for that ride. Did you guys say Oprah? Hold on, hold on. Should Clay, this is from at Trust Avoid? Should Clay yeah. Bennett get a Twitter avatar like Jeannie Buss? <laughs> have you guys seen her avatar? Her Twitter avatar, Taylor. Have you seen it? You should go. No, check. I'm about to. I'm about to check it out. Yeah, look at it. Are you loving the if, notes? If you're it's listening, in there. stop what you're doing and look at. So at Jeannie here's Buss. the thing. Here's the thing with Jeannie Buss. Why did everyone assume that she was just a brilliant basketball person? And also look at her Twitter profile. It's been that for a long time. Years. That's an old pic, too. It's an that old, is, old, like, not it's, recent. It's an old, old picture. It's really weird. It's racy. It's awkward. It's so, so weird. For those of you that are listening and have internet access to listen to us but do not have internet access to look at Twitter, she's she's laying, at, like, on a bed of some or a maybe like it looks like she's on a car but it's upside down so her hair's all out and she's holding a pair of basketballs like they are her, her jugs and she's nude yeah and it, it's pretty wild we should have that should have been like the first sign like maybe this shouldn't be <laughs> the the key decision maker for a basketball franchise that's <laughs> that's wild it's crazy it's it is wild and 
like imagine any other NBA owner having a Twitter profile and it looking like that. Can I recreate this picture and we use it as our Twitter profile? I will wear yes. One, yes. Two, that photo, we'll put it on a t-shirt. Oh, that's wild. That's I was a just wild thinking picture. that that t-shirt would be in like uh, Urban Outfitters or something. Like on a black t-shirt, just a photo of Jeannie Buss holding yeah. two b-balls as her jagos. I Luke. Photo of Luke doing that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Anyways, it's like Listen, this whole Lakers I'll... situation is just, it's just gotten to be a beyond crazy situation. And it's not like they, like they're still in a, in a decent position to turn this all around. But like, if you're a Lakers fan, like, do you trust that ownership group now and the management they have in place that they are not going to remove? Like, they, they had an opportunity when Magic left to, to, wipe the slate clean and go get somebody that's competent. And they decided not to. Not to even hold any interviews or make any offers to anybody. I mean, that's... I would be super concerned. Like, you have LeBron. Sweet. That's great. But, like, how how invested is LeBron James in winning championships right now? Would be my question. Like, I don't know. I don't... Maybe he is. I don't know the answer to that question, though. I think he cares about it, but not enough to like. I don't, I don't know, man. He cemented his legacy already. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't do know. You, do he likes. Do you think LeBron James is going to win a championship for the Lakers? No. No. Okay. My, I just want you guys to remember my hot take was that they wouldn't make the playoffs. It's true. Year. You were correct. I hot taked it. I was right, and I'm right. So, so not. Often, <laughs> that I'm very proud of that one. It was good. Um, you saw this coming. You saw the. Genie, I saw, you saw the genie bus photo, and you knew. I knew. No, I've obviously never seen that genie bus photo. You've never I, seen that before. No, I have not. Yeah, it's been because that is shocking. It's been the way for years. Hey guys, I have one more question for you before I ask it. I want to talk to you about Oklahoma Shirt Company. <laughs> Oklahoma Shirt Company, they are the greatest. They got their $10 shirt of the month club. $10 a month gets you an Oklahoma-themed shirt every month. Also, they have Texas-themed shirts. Arkansas-themed shirts. Maybe a Kansas-Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. Arkansas. And some others that are around this area. But Kansas. They can also help Texas. They can also help you design and print your own shirts uh, for events that you have, upcoming events. Numetato. Numetato. And they can help you out. Hawaii. No, you can't really do it with a list of Hawaii. Um, Hawaii. Um, <laughs> they can help you make and create your own shirts for your own events. They have special um, rates for churches, stuff like that, schools, things like that. They're Ooh. here to help you, and they're great to work with. Um, Check them out. Support those that support us. Oklahoma Shirt Company. Are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Taylor, are you miffed or are you peeved? It's been a rainy summer Mitch up here, boys. It's been. Are you okay up there? It's been flooding like crazy, man. What's been annoying is whenever I take my dogs out and float away. They're just sopping wet every time. I have to dry them off every damn time they come back in the house. 
I'm miffed about that. Yeah. The the dang uh, man, my house flooded a little bit. Not that much. Just under the door a little bit. Piffed about that. Still not cool. I don't think that's a flood. I don't think your house flooded. I think a it little flooded, bit of water dude. got in. When I say a little bit, I'm going to say it was four cubic feet. Yeah. Does that count? Like I can say, I can say this. My dining room flooded a little bit. There we go. Okay. That's better. Thank you. I've, I've had it. I've been in a living situation that has flooded and yeah. it is, and it is not that. What you described. Wow, hurricane. Hey, man, I'm must just saying. Been, must have been so hard. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. What you described <laughs> is a lot different than my flooding situation. I know. I'm kidding. Hurricanes are terrible. I'm more miffed and peeved about hurricanes than ever. No, wet dogs. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Drawing off dogs way worse than what Luke experienced. Yeah, man, dude, dude, you got. I, I'm sorry you've been through I know, that. You're the one who brought in this eight year old compare thing to compare it to. Hey, man, no, you no, that happened. That was then. This is now, man. I feel for you. Thank you. Yeah, an apartment flooding eight years ago is the equivalent of drawing off dogs today. Yeah. In 2019, yeah, uh huh. This political climate, absolutely. Yeah, in the age of the internet, drawing off a dog and having a puddle in your dining room is way worse. Way worse. Oh, it's terrible. Andrew, you miffed? You peeved at all? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember what about. I'm just just constantly miffed. I woke up real late today. I was just sleeping so hard. Hey, man, I feel you. You gotta put your you gotta put your attitude on a smiling latitude. That's what you need to do. That's true. That's true. Didn't wasn't there another saying like that? I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm not really miffed or peeved or or miffed or piffed. Make sure you join us at our at our uh, NBA draft party. Yeah, if you don't come to that, I will be miffed. Make plans. If I show up and it's just me and this is a joke <clears throat> that everyone's playing on me, I'm gonna be miffed. Yep, and peeved. But it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Hey, if you uh, if you need more basketball content, you can listen to me. I'll be on the in, the franchise basketball show tomorrow from twelve to noon, one oh seven. Whoa, that's cool. So you can listen to me there. It'll be fun. Me and John Hamm. Nice. And then, hey, go ahead, Taylor. Yeah. I was gonna go. You go ahead. I, I was gonna say June twentieth, six banquet cinema pub all. Ages. I don't care what your age is. You can come. <clears throat> Bring your babies. Bring all the babies. The more drunk babies, the better. Taylor, hey, did you I have something out, to say? Yeah, I figured out who can be our like city master. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. Chelsea Manning. Who? The transgender. The transgender uh, army. In- <laughs> oh, Taylor, we lost him. Yeah, that's a great idea, Taylor. Thanks for uh, ending the pod with that. Chelsea Manning.